0: Hi, folks. Welcome to Agency Unfiltered, the HubSpot Solutions Partner Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Dunn, and Agency Unfiltered is a weekly web series and podcast that interviews the owners, founders, and executives of agencies and services providers from around the world about whatever it takes to grow and scale. This week, we have on Stuart Balcom, product marketer at Arrows, to discuss how organizations can run customer success functions in HubSpot and why it can be so valuable in delivering a connected customer experience. Stuart highlights the benefits of using HubSpot for customer success, including ease of process creation, cross-org visibility of data and the customer journey, efficiencies and opportunities for automation, and plenty more. We discuss customer-facing plans, what they are, their importance in driving action, and orienting the customer journey, and how organizations can build their own. We then spend time diving in tactically to the configuration of HubSpot for customer success, how to set up your company contact deal and ticket objects, how to customize and structure your contact timelines, how to facilitate the customer success handoff from sales, how to structure onboarding flows, how to manage renewals, and how to automate repetitive work. If your new year's resolution is to improve your customer success processes or those of your clients, or improve the way you build out customer orgs inside of HubSpot, then you came to the right place. A new episode of Agency Unfiltered begins now. see Unfiltered. Uh, man, how are you
1: doing? Good. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, let the
0: folks know, where you dialing in from?
1: Uh, I am just outside of Philadelphia okay. in the US. Good luck placing the accent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> originally a Brit, but I've been uh, been in the States here for 12 or so years now.
0: Uh, the old uh, British-Philadelphian uh, combo, as you read it. Yeah, out. via yeah. Kentucky and Boston. Really, yeah, uh, got a little bit of everything. Really that's, great. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, excited to chat with you. Excited you came on. Um, uh, I think the broader topic at hand here, and we'll start to kind of peck away at it. Uh, you subscribe to the idea that there's a way to operationalize and build customer success functions, uh, and allow customer success teams to operate inside of HubSpot, uh, which in my opinion feels incredibly important and uh, valuable and relevant for our partners. Um, uh, before we get into all of that, uh, uh, it's my understanding that at the crux of a customer success function, there lives like this customer facing plan uh and there's you know customer facing elements uh to this process so before we get into the broader customer success org, talk to me about the customer facing plan what is it what what does it entail and uh why should partners uh be thinking more about it
1: yeah for sure, great question and i think to to start like at the crux of customer success is sort of in the name, right? Making customers successful, right? And also in the name is customers. Uh, So anything that you're working on with the goal of making a customer successful sort of inherently needs to involve them, right? Um, And I think a lot of the times uh, companies build their processes, build their tooling, build their systems and build their metrics around what they know and what is easy to get access to, their company stuff, right? Where ultimately the stuff that has the biggest impact is what's going on in the customer's world. What are the customer's goals? How do we create alignment between what we're doing and what the customers are doing? And that's ultimately where a customer facing plan comes in. Is there a collaborative space, a collaborative plan that you can put in front of a customer that lays out, you know, here's where we are today. Here's the goals that we want to reach together. And here is the path that we're going to embark on the roadmap, if you will, yeah. to get from a to b and to me a customer facing plan lays out two very important things at the same time one that path that i just mentioned what are the steps what's the start and end uh that we're trying to uh to work towards and then two and this is i think the thing that you know maybe it can be easy to do in in other tools but also can be uh complex to find in other tools is what is the thing that i need to do right now in order to make progress towards that goal i mm-hmm. being in- sort of have that zoomed in and zoomed out view um, at the same time in the same place that a customer knows where they are. We know where we are when we're working with this customer and we still have that bigger picture in mind to keep everything aligned is, is ultimately the, you know, the role and function of a, a customer facing plan in yeah. making customers successful.
0: No, I love that. I uh, love that you've framed it as a collaborative tool or a collaborative space. And it sounds like it's simultaneously solving for the larger, more zoomed out roadmap hey, how we're going to accomplish X together. Um, but it also gets into the weeds as, well, here's the thing you need to immediately action today, tomorrow, this week, this month. Yeah, so it balances a little bit of both of those things. How sure. does the customer facing plan uh, uh, overlap or intersect with this idea of like a uh, new customer kickoff, right? Is the call uh, or the meeting that you have to kick off an engagement, is it one and the same? Are they uh, associated in some way? How would you think about that?
1: Yeah, so the way that I think about that is that the the kickoff is going to be a moment or a task or a step, whatever you you know however you mm-hmm. call that, inside of your broader plan. Right, it's going to be one of the things that we need to do. It may well be the first thing that we're going to do with a customer. Uh, we would argue that it, it's often a great <laughs> time. Or having a customer facing plan is often a good way to not make it the first thing that you do and actually have some pre work and have some some things that customers can do by themselves to be better prepared um, to come in and make that call productive. But uh, it's going to be one of the steps within this broader plan right and on that on that kickoff call uh you know ideally we are collaborating on that plan we can pull it up we can say okay does this all look correct is the is the goal that we've identified that we talked about in you know in sales and discovery is that still true is that still the place that we we can sort of verify against the outcome that we're trying to reach and make sure that everybody understands what are the steps the other steps in the plan to get there
0: yeah Uh, We'll get to the HubSpot uh, element in a moment, I'm sure. Does this plan, uh, if your customer success team is in HubSpot, does this plan live as an asset inside of HubSpot?
1: Yeah. So the way it works with with Arrows, at least, is uh, Arrows plans, the customer-facing plan, is a URL which uh, customers can... Uh, can access they don't need an, an arrows account they don't need a password they just uh, verify their email address with magic link style uh, authentication so they can access it wherever but all the data from that plan the internal management of that plan is all going to happen uh, from within uh, a card or a widget uh, inside yeah. of a HubSpot deal or ticket so for the team that is working inside of HubSpot they don't have to leave HubSpot to access that plan, they keep doing, you know, their work. They can run the rest of their process as they usually would. But and this is where the customer facing plan or having a tool that is specific to a customer facing plan versus, you know, a spreadsheet or a project management tool is different. Is those tools are designed solely for internal teams. Real, sure, they say there are collaborative use cases, but they're really designed for people who yeah. are internal to your organization, right? Yeah. Um, so making the plan be accessible and easy to to use and find the next thing and take action on for folks who are not in your organization, your customers, uh, but also fitting into the workflow inside of HubSpot for your team makes it makes life ev- easier for everybody and, and ultimately yeah. helps drive more action, right? There's nothing worse than having a plan that nobody follows because they can't remember where it is or they, you know, it's a it's lot of work to go find it. Yeah. Uh,
0: makes a ton of sense. Uh, love that framing. Uh, let me ask you this. I just want to click into one little soundbite there. Hey, it can live as a card or a widget and in a deal or a ticket. If it lives in a deal, my hypothesis is that this customer-facing plan should start to be a collaborative uh, template uh, even before the engagement begins So in the sales process. So does this start to get fleshed out uh, in the sales process with a new prospect?
1: yeah i love this question uh and so we're going to get into to handoffs here it sounds like which is obviously one of the most critical moments in the customer journey it's often one of the places where things get dropped or so sort of the first opportunity for things to get dropped right anytime that you have uh, a customer data really anything moving between teams um there's there's that potential and and so yes the the way that we think about onboarding think about success plan is that you should be introducing it as early in the life cycle as possible, right? So you're setting yeah. expectations around, you know, what does implementation look like? What does it take to actually go live with with us? What are the steps you're going to have to go through? So creating that in the sales pipeline and attaching it to a deal um, and then when, uh, and you can use, you know, workflows and automation to to help move some of these things around, of course, but uh, adding that to the sales deal and especially Later in the sales deal, when you have really tactical things that have to happen, whether it's signing the contract, you know, paying the invoice, reviewing this documentation, whatever it is, when there are tactical things that need to happen, having the plan there to sort of get folks over the line can a help accelerate that end of the the sales process because it it makes it easier to loop in other people, right? There's just a place yep. that you can point them. Um, but then moving that over in a in a handoff workflow to uh, whether you're using another deal pipeline for onboarding or you're using tickets in in Service Hub. Um, for onboarding, moving that over means, A, you have all the context of the plan, right? It's the same plan for the customer, that sort of continuous connected uh, customer experience. But you can, of course, bring over all the data and all the context from the from the earlier deal.
0: Yep. Uh, I mean, yeah, it improves, I think, the customer experience overall. And and I think you alluded to this, uh, and I, I want to get out of my own way in a moment because uh, I I think there's a ton of opportunity for us to just nerd out a little bit on the tactical nature of, of rolling this out in HubSpot. Um, But connected customer, Uh, so if you'll indulge me, uh, came up quite a bit at HubSpot uh, narratively. Uh, And so I'd love to get your take on kind of the role of uh, building out customer success programs uh, in HubSpot uh, as it relates to this age of the connected customer that we're in, right? Uh, Or how do we triage or mitigate the crisis of disconnection, right? Disconnection from people, disconnection of platforms and tooling. Uh, what's What's your read on that?
1: Yeah, it's it's a great question. It's funny that it it came up so much, especially you know in the keynote at, at inbound and it's lots of narrative uh, from HubSpot. This is something that uh, has been sort of a core belief for for us. Like it is really hard to make customers successful if you are not thinking about the holistic journey, right? And you have disconnected silos of data. They're hearing different things from different people. They're repeating themselves in different places, and so having all your data in one place in one tool that enables every team that is interacting with the customer to have the same context to know what is the goal for this customer and ultimately it's everybody's response everybody plays a part in making a customer successful right so being able to start from the same point of understanding is is huge uh, and is, is just much much easier when you have data and you have and, and that's sort of the power of putting a customer-facing plan on top of that data, right? Is that you, you now not only have connected data for your internal teams, but you have an experience that is connected uh, for the customer as well. I think cool. especially something that you know, gets taken for granted if in a self-serve software experience, right? Like, sure, you're in one product, you, of course, you have connected data, but that's not the case once you start interacting with humans who are not in that product um, and having a space that is shared across all teams or the teams that are interacting is, is vital.
0: And so, let me ask you this too. I mean, I can certainly, you know, dart throw uh, some some reasons why partners should care about this and should be intentional about how they package and go to market with you know uh, consultancy and servicing around helping customer success orgs get on HubSpot. Uh, I bet it's stickier, right? Cross-functional stakeholder alignment and value. Uh, I bet you get uh, more influence on revenue and ROI, uh, average lifetime value of a customer. Uh, uh, and I don't want to answer the question before you, before I ask it, uh, but any other dimensions or reasons or considerations as to why this is going to be such a, a valuable, you know, uh, a piece of uh, a partner's, you know, menu of services.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that there's like, there's a few that are, some that are very HubSpot specific and some that are less so, right? Like doing this or enabling the customer success function and sort of more post-sale function opens up more multi-hub, multi-hub uh, opportunity, right? There's, there's more to implement. There's more more use cases to support, more data to support, yep. uh, more team members to pull in. Um, so that's that's one, of course. But then, the vast majority seventy or eighty percent of revenue comes post sale, right? So there is just a lot of opportunity, and I think especially in the current economic t- climate, as things get mm-hmm. slow down from a from a sales pipeline perspective, more companies are going to be looking to how do we increase retention, how do we increase upsell within the existing customer base, and that's where everything you know after the sales and marketing sort of state early stages of the journey comes in and i think that customer success is going to have a huge hand in being going from you know just being confused with customer support to really being a core growth lever for for the business right i think especially as as things shift in how SaaS companies specifically but you know ultimately every business is metriced is that net revenue retention and, and the ability to grow and expand a customer base is going to be valued much more highly uh, as opposed to, you know, what what revenue can you close on day one yep. um, and bringing everything together in one place, the more revenue that the company's generating in one place, the more there's a bigger pie to to share a little piece of.
0: Yeah. And I think it's a fair frame of reference on the the macroeconomic uncertainty we're facing. And if, you know, pipelines and net new businesses uh, uh, forecasted to decelerate, uh, well, then, how can we leverage the existing accounts and customer base that we have as a primary means of of generating revenue uh which is a, a really really great point for um, sure
1: and we don't have you know there's don 't have a huge data set, but for the folks that we are talking to and this there 's a slightly biased data set here too, but like we are <laughs> certainly seeing more and more teams look to do more with their existing HubSpot tooling right instead of whether well, previously they may have gone and considered the c s platform or something dedicated um Earlier, they're they're looking to really push the push the edges of of what they can do, to bring more teams together. There's there's benefits on you know the cost saving side of not having to go and implement and migrate uh, to a new tool, but also having all your data as we've just talked about with the connected customer in one place yeah. with HubSpot uh, makes a difference. Uh,
0: uh, if I'm a if I'm a Solu- HubSpot solutions partner and I'm looking at, at the list of my uh, current you know managed clients, the the companies that I work with uh, that have subscriptions to HubSpot. Uh, how should I think about slicing or filtering or prioritizing? Like, who should I open this conversation with first? Who's the lowest hanging fruit? Like what I what represents the greatest opportunity uh, to open this discussion up, right? Pulling customer success functions uh, in, inside of HubSpot. Hmm.
1: That is a really good question. Everybody I mean, that think... doesn't do it, you know? <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, right. But I, I think that having a having a dedicated CS team, like having enough, having people who are, like the business has to be focused enough on customer success, right? And they are, you know, the rest of the business is integrated in HubSpot, is using HubSpot, is enjoying the benefits of having connected data. And then you have this siloed team that is off trying to make things work with disconnected data, right? And for those teams that we find typically, the more implemented in HubSpot you are, already with you know one team the easier it is to make the shift for you know a disconnected team right it's it's not a huge lift to go set up an additional pipeline for for onboarding or or add a few more seats for for the success team um Mm -hmm. to to join especially if they can then become more collaborate work more collaboratively um and give ultimately give better visibility for everybody i think this is one of the things i think we talked about uh before but one of the things that I think is often not talked about when you talk about you know, a team a team going and living in another tool is often the data is the piece that gets talked about, right? But oh. the team not having access and visibility into what other people is doing, what is happening earlier in the journey is a huge thing as well. It is much, much easier to have a successful onboarding uh, if sales and onboarding talk to each other and <laughs> their are, there are expectations and there's a feedback loop there about what's actually happening, yeah. um, which of course in HubSpot, Uh, becomes much much easier to just go look at the deal, look at the the ticket, and and close the loop.
0: A singular place, uh, for hygienic data, data that tells the whole story, right? Data sets across the entire customer journey, such a such an important uh, lever to be able to pull. Love that, love that point. Um, all right, so let's get a little tactical. I don't know where and how you want to start. Uh, Maybe it's like the path of the journey uh, of a a new customer for a business. Um, and so if that is the right frame of reference, maybe it's the handoff that you alluded to earlier, how do you maximize the handoff between sales uh, to the services function or success function in HubSpot? How does that need to work uh, to maximize value?
1: Yeah. Great, great question. So I think the, the first thing, and this is, I think will be very common for uh, partners who are working with folks on the, on the sales side is, is you have to define it, right? Like what does the process look like? Uh, And the way that uh, sort of think about defining that for, from a success perspective is, if or for onboarding let's talk about that handoff specifically is in a pipeline and in a workflow right what is the data that we need in in onboarding like what are the things that we need post sale um and what are the stages that we, folks are going to work through to get to a point of uh of success um so the you know the the stages that they're going to work through are going to be stages in a in a pipeline and the data that we need is going to be required properties in that pipeline right um and then the The workflow piece is just making sure that sales and and that pipeline for you know onboarding and success line up, right? What are the things that we already have in sales? Can we automate the movement of that data, make sure that we have we're not asking for that again because it's already uh, on the records. Uh, what are the things that we're gonna find out in sales that will impact uh you know the way that we engage, the type of experience that we're providing to people? after the sale, right? Whether that's what products did they buy? What type of custom, what type of, you know, support and success uh, Mm -hmm. touch do do they expect to get? uh, Those kinds of things. And then obviously you can branch the experience based on based on that all in that same workflow right like whether that be as simple as you know you're going to put a different customer facing plan uh in front of them whether they're you know an enterprise customer or an smb type customer you're going to assign them to a different team depending on the size of the deal you're going to also assign an account manager versus just a you know scaled csm that kind of stuff um but defining all of those things in a workflow is really a great way to a make sure that you have the data right you can Build a check in there that says, you know, this is the data that we expect to have at this point. If we don't have it, and t- let's talk about feedback loops, right? If we don't have it and we expect it to, what happened, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which again, a great reason for pulling more teams into HubSpot is that you not only you know have access to more data, but you also have more opportunity to find the data that is uh, or identify the data that is not m- not making it from one team to yeah. um, to another. So I, those are sort of the the two starting points, like a handoff that is going to I guess it's two uh, two workflows to manage a handoff. One that'll move uh, a deal from, you know, or when a deal moves to close one in your sales pipeline, create a new record in whichever pipeline deals or tickets for the next stage of the journey. Yep. And then another workflow that says, you know, when a new record is created in this pipeline, let's do all the setup steps that we need to do, assigning it to the right people, creating any internal tasks, uh, you know, Creating any any additional things, the customer facing plan, sending an email like to to welcome that new customer, all that kind of kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And from there, like because you have the data, you have a pipeline that lays out the process. You have a customer facing plan that is the way that you're going to communicate and uh, collaborate on that that journey with a customer together. That's a great starting point, and there are plenty more things that you can go and uh go and implement but i think that one of the challenges in running customer success in in hubspot and something that we talked to folks about a lot is you know the possibilities are pretty endless because it is not a dedicated customer success tool which means that it's very flexible right you there is a little more configuration which you're probably going to need to do up front but you have lots more options than if you're locked into uh to one particular thing so you can you can go down the path of, you know, you could set up a separate pipeline for renewals to manage that state, which is a uh, a thing to mention there is creating a new record for each uh, explicit stage of the journey is definitely something that I would would recommend doing. Interesting.
0: Um, so with that's actually, that's an interesting point. So rather than, and I just want to reflect it to make sure I heard. So if there's, you know, a, a success pipeline, renewals might not be, uh, a stage of that pipeline, but it's actually a separate record associated to that customer uh, to facilitate their renewal, right? Almost as a new sales opportunity. Is that does that feel like a fair? Yeah. Option? So
1: let's let's back up a little bit because we started with handoffs. So we started sort of. I know. Like one, yeah. We yeah we went, one yeah. key moment of the journey, right? So the way that if you were to you know back up and say, okay, we're going to design customer success in HubSpot. The first thing to that I would suggest doing is setting up your company records. As sort of a overview of each account, the reason to use the company record as I've, I'm sure everyone is well, you can then associate everything with a company record, right? Um, so that company record, uh, we do a few things typically. So prioritize the fields that are going to be most important uh, for anybody to get sort of high level context, like what's the renewal date, when's the next QBR, if there's a health score, what is it, who's responsible for this account, that kind of stuff. Make them dedicated properties on that company record. Put them in a featured sidebar widget so that they're always there. Um, Obviously a great thing about having everything connected in HubSpot is you're going to get everything that's the activity for everything that's associated to that record is going to be right there in the activity feed, uh, which is obviously a great way to get an overview. One thing that that can mean is that accounts get busy, right? So uh, one yeah. thing we do is use a snippet to put a pin note at the top of every uh, company record, which answers three questions what does this company do, right? Like the high level, are they selling cars? Whatever it is. What are they trying to achieve with us, right? Like, where are we trying? What's the end state that they want to get to? And then is there anything specific about this account? You know, they have this one VP who wants to be included on every call, you know, whatever it is. Like, what are the the things, the TLDR for this account um, that anybody looking here should know? And then on the right-hand side, of course, you just associate everything else, which is going to go. Um, with this, with this account. And once you have that, you then have a great jumping off point for, for every account. So to get back into the question, you would associate, you know, any sales deals, of course, uh, the onboarding deal or ticket would also be associated there. Uh, I would recommend using a separate pipeline for renewals and creating a deal for each, uh, renewal, essentially any time you have commercial activity, create a new deal for it, associate it back to, uh, back to that company record. And you could go beyond that, but typically onboarding and renewals are sort of the the lifecycle moments that get the most uh focus. Because within the renewals pipeline, if you wanted to, you could say, you know, well, we're gonna break up the pipeline stages here by quarter, and at the end of each pipeline stage, we're gonna run a QBR and we're gonna kick off a workflow that yep. sets all that up. Uh that kind of thing. Um so I guess those are sort of the the high level things. Centralize everything on the company record create new records, whether it's deals or tickets for specific moments in the customer journey, and yep. then make sure those two things are, are connected back.
0: I also like the tip around the all right, the snippet, the pin note at the top, just like you never lose just the high level, the pertinent information about the business. That's also a great tip. Yeah, um, we,
1: to go sort of full circle, we talked all the, about that way back at the beginning, right? The role of a customer-facing plan is to align company and customer, right? Yep. So making sure that our inter- all our internal teams know what are we aligning to um, yep. is important.
0: Um, it sounds like tickets for uh, onboarding, potentially tickets for uh, like QBRs, if that's you know a, a milestone in the customer journey for a particular business, uh, what goes into the tickets? Like what does that onboarding flow, what should it look like? Uh, what's task dependent? What's automatable? Uh, how does the onboarding flow manifest as a ticket in HubSpot?
1: Yeah. Good question. So most onboarding pipelines will, you know, they'll vary uh, business to the business, of course, but generally you're going to have some form of, I'm just going to pull one, uh, pull one up in front of me here, but generally you're going to have some form of setup uh, that's going to happen, some form of sort of configuration uh, that's going to happen, uh, some kind of testing uh that's going to happen, some kind of training, um, which, you know, may, may go together. Uh, you're going to have sort of a, a go live, like a, okay, we did all this work. Uh, let's get over the line, let's launch. And then some kind of review, like make sure that this verify that this launch, you know, actually went as expected. Right. And, and that may take days. It may take weeks. It may take months. All of those things are okay, depending on the complexity of, uh, of the thing that you're trying to get onboarded to, um, but each stage, the way that we think about it is each stage in that onboarding pipeline is going to have explicit criteria for entry and exit, right? We're going to know like, okay, we have reached in the same way that you would in a, essentially running onboarding the same way that you would run a sales process, right? right. Um, it's, it should be that rigorous. It should be that reportable. Um, and you should be able to, uh, this this became contentious on LinkedIn, I guess, but uh, <laughs> you should fail customers out of onboarding um, <laughs> be, because in the same way that you close, you have deals that are closed last, right? If it, at some point it becomes unsustainable to keep supporting somebody who does not want to onboard your product. What are the
0: ramifications plan. of uh, failure in onboarding? What happens?
1: I mean, that that'll be up to the business, right? But like, <laughs> maybe you're offering a, offering a refund, maybe you're not, but you know, like ultimately, and I think this ties into um we we're talking about earlier, the focus on retention and upsell, uh, and the revenue that you're gonna generate post sale. Ultimately it's not great for the business to have a bad fit customer that you struggle to onboard who isn't really successful with the product. Sure. Maybe they're gonna be better served by by something else and you everybody has limited resources you can
0: Yep. Dedicate, reallocate that time to a closure to the pursuit pursuit of renewals and, you know, really trying to nurture them towards, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep, I get that. Um, uh, uh, also, Stuart, you mentioned uh, health score, which I love, which I can imagine could be pow- and is powered naturally by workflows and automation and taking in certain elements, criteria, and giving them a color, or a number, or anything like that. Uh, uh, what other color do you have on that? Health scores as they can manifest inside of HubSpot.
1: Uh, don't overcomplicate them. (laughs) Similar,
0: Uh, similar sentiment for like lead scoring too, though. Right. You know, don't over-engineer.
1: Your health score is only ever going to be as good as the data that you give it. And as we said, right at the very beginning, ultimately customer success is going to be defined by the customer, not by your internal metrics. So if you're only basing your health score on, you know, internal data you're probably missing a piece there. So, uh, one the simplest form of health score that we you know you can use that doesn't require any uh, any automation, a tool really from a data perspective is asking the people who are interacting with the customers, yeah. where would you put this customer on a scale? Like, are they green, yellow, red? Keep it yeah. as simple as that, right? Um, one thing that we we do is we pull product at, at arrows for our own uh, scoring. We pull product data into uh, into HubSpot. Uh, we have a core metric, which for us is engaged plans, right? Like how many customer facing plans have been created where somebody has completed a task and there is a participant that is yeah. assigned to the plan. And then essentially, the health score is as simple as of all the plans that have been created by an individual customer, how many of them are engaged? That percentage should be high, right? If that percentage is really low, then something is going wrong. They are not going to be a successful with the product because you know for us you don't just create a plan and not do anything with it right mm-hmm. same thing if you have a project management tool and somebody has created a project creates lots of tasks and never completes them never does anything with them um similar kind of thing um uh
0: now if if i think about all of this holistically uh uh a lot of open space uh for partner consultancy partner-led services mm-hmm. solutions part right uh you think about the actual architecture and the configuration. Of these things inside of HubSpot. I can imagine consultancy around process, what should transfer into HubSpot, what needs to be reimagined in HubSpot. Some consultancy there, obviously, uh, reporting, dashboard creation, like surfacing the metrics that matter the most. Um, is frontline, like, is front user adoption, frontline user training, is that another component to this as well? Like, getting customer success teams uh, on board with HubSpot as a means of running their customer success team? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that is something that is really interesting and I think is sort of historically led to the rise of so many CS or dedicated customer success tools, right? Is like CS folks generally don't love sales and don't <laughs> love working in a CRM, right? Um, not to point fingers, but, you know, like not all CRMs <laughs> are great to work in, right? Um sure. So, and I think that that is especially as HubSpot is not explicitly designed like it is not a CS platform, right? There is certainly some um, some adoption work there, and you know this is why having all your data like it is actually much easier to have all your data in one place and and be able to you can still do you know the same things that you you would be able to do. Otherwise, it's just going to be in a different tool than uh, something that is specifically for CS teams, and I think that. Mm-hmm. Being able to uh, join other teams that are already using that data that they're all, that, you know, CS teams are already collaborating with in the same tool, uh, it's usually beneficial. But there are definitely some sort of operation operationalizing uh, of the process challenges that that come along with that.
0: Yeah. And Stuart, uh, uh, I think you've seen me. I'm scribbling away some notes. There's a lot to to jot down if I'm obviously just listening to, to some of these HubSpot tactics uh, as an audio piece, uh, but. Uh, you know, I'll give you the floor here for a moment. There seems to be a resource and a place in which partners could learn more uh, to reference as a guide or say playbook uh, to, to help make this a reality for the business. Uh, tell us more.
1: Yeah. So this is something that, so our, one thing that uh, we found, uh, we're obviously building a tool for for onboarding in HubSpot. And we found that running customer success in HubSpot was just a question that we kept getting asked like how do I actually go do it uh so it started out as me just recording a loom video of like setting up HubSpot for customer success and it's turned into uh this playbook which is always evolving like we're always updating it as we're you know we're doing this ourselves at at Arrow's running our own customer success process in HubSpot um but it's now you know eight Eight sections. There's more on the way to cover, sort of, essentially, as we get asked questions about how do I go do this thing in HubSpot. Uh, we have this what we want to be the best resource on the internet for running customer success uh, in HubSpot, um, which if you go to arrows.to uh, slash HubSpot, um, that will uh, you'll find find your way to. Uh, to that, uh, but it covers everything. The goal is to cover everything post sale, from onboarding mm-hmm. to renewal, um, and sort of everything in between, uh, with video walkthroughs and how tos on on how to set all this stuff up.
0: Yeah, so fairly uh, high degree of granularity as it relates to the actual point click and like tactical setup for a lot of these things, which is uh, incredibly helpful. That's awesome. Um, yeah,
1: that's that's really been a focus is to get get in the weeds of of how do you actually go do this stuff? Um, how do you set what properties to set up? What workflows to build? Like good stuff.
0: So there's there's two kind of in my brain here, uh, and you can agree or disagree. There's like two areas of subject matter expertise or knowledge areas uh, that a partner must have to do this effectively. One is a uh, 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 high level of proficiency with the tools within HubSpot, right? Pipelines, workflows, task queues, uh, CRM cards, right? So there's a lot of configuration. Architect, you have to have that. But then you also need to probably be a, a fairly strong post-sale or customer success consultant, right? To actually help consult somebody, build, you know, processes they may not have or reimagine. Do you have, and let me know if you agree or disagree, but do you have any recommendations for the latter? How can I get better uh, or what resources should I leverage? Where should I go to be a better post-sale or customer success consultant for my prospects and clients? Hmm,
1: That is a great question. I think, so selfishly, uh, we try to try to do a good job on on sort of sharing, you know, the how to on on the customer success uh sort of strategy side as well. But I I think that a, a lot of it is is actually not that dissimilar to you know how you might design processes in you know the sort of front of the house marketing and and sales. Ultimately, it's sort of system design, right? It's how what are the things, and that is the thing that I think has been you know, most fun for me uh not actually i like i have you know run onboarding uh team uh programs and stuff but not you know no been a csm so to so speak um but is taking the things that people are already doing take translating the process that they're running in you know project management tool that they're jotting down in a spreadsheet and translating that to hubspot and f- like figuring out what are the thing what are the ways to sort of essentially reverse engineer that into HubSpot, right? Um, Generally, the folks you're working with are going to be the ones who know their customers best. They're going to know where do, starting with, where do customers currently get stuck, right? Like there's two questions. One is, what what are the things that you find yourself doing all the time and they're frustrating and manual to do is going to be one thing. And then the others is, what are the things that you have to unblock or unstick customers from doing, right? And starting there and unpacking, how are you doing that today in your existing tooling? And then how might that look in HubSpot um, is sort of a g- generally sort of, you know, it's applying the same, same knowledge that you would apply anywhere else in the journey um, yeah. to these kinds of things.
0: Well, I like that's a really important notion is that uh, a lot of the things that go into uh, marketing or sales strategy, it's transferable. Right. Obviously there's some nuances and considerations, but a lot of that expertise is transferable, but it sounds like, okay, what in the process is annoying, frustrating, and manual for internal teams uh, and what's uh, uh, sticky, like what gets customers stuck or applies friction to the customer. And then that, you know, th- those should be your guiding lights, which is a, it's a fairly straightforward framework. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, Stuart. Now we uh, we're, we're coming up on time. Um, I do have one final question. I'm going to hold that for one moment. Uh, based on your experience in the customer success teams and functions and and uh, tactics that you've seen unfold within HubSpot, uh, has there ever been something installed that just didn't go so great? Or is there a change you made to the playbook based on like, you know, that might not be the most optimal way to do it. So where did you scrape your knee so myself and partners and all future uh, folks t- targeting this uh, can learn from, you know what I mean? Any, any lessons learned along the way? Yeah, I, I think...
1: I started trying to put everything in a pipeline. Sure. Which is great because it helps you, it gives you a really great visual. It's a really nice way to lay out a linear process that's outcome driven. It gives you great reporting and all these things. Like there's a bunch of benefits to doing things in pipelines. And it might be the first tool that you reach for if you, you know, if you're used to building a sales pipeline. It's like, oh well, this is a similarly outcome driven process. I can put this this thing in a pipeline. The challenge is that there pipelines are easy to for things to get buried in, right? If if I'm not interacting with this customer all the time, going I probably don't know the name of the like I might not know which specific pipeline the current thing is in. I might not like yeah. being able to consolidate things on the company record has really been the sort of big unlock I think uh, that was not where I started. Um, mm-hmm. Being able to pull everything back there and which. Can it means a little bit of extra work in copying back the most relevant properties, right? Like renewal dates and amounts and things out of deals back onto the company. But but ultimately having that centralized place both means that you actually have everything in one place and it's easy to look at. But it al- is also the record um, that is most likely to be viewed by the most people at a company. Which ultimately, if we're talking about giving people a complete picture of the customer journey, a complete picture of where a customer is now versus where they want to get to. The more people who know what is going on with this customer, the better.
0: So it's like almost, all right, Let's the oversimplification. Let's have a singular pipeline. That's the consolidated view. Actually can do more harm than good. Uh, And it's like rethinking, well, what is that singular consolidated central viewpoint? Oh, that should be at the company record. So that change feels like it unlocked a a number of things. It's great. Uh, So our last question, we do ask this uh, in every episode, Uh, We're going to think of a different flair for you, knowing your background. It's normally, what's the strangest part of agency life? Uh, For you, what's the strangest part uh, of uh, customer success uh, teams, customer success functions inside of customer success strategy? What's the strangest component of that? What's the strangest element?
1: Hmm. That is a really good question. I think the thing that is... Surprising, or that is strange. I think is the, it's like the dissonance between automation and, uh, personal relationship. That it feels like there's no in between. Um, which you know everybody wants to scale customer success. We have to automate, go automate everything. But you can't scale customer success because we have to be the trusted advisor. We have to talk and know, and you know we have to be really one to one with our customers. And I think that that is a, it's a really challenging problem to, to solve. Right. Um, but it is interesting how sort of binary that can
0: feel. Hmm. The pension for the drive towards automation. What can we automate uh, balancing that with? Well, there has to be a human element, right. To customer success in, in building you know, relationships with customers. That's a great point. Uh, so we're officially out of time. So I appreciate you coming on. Uh, shared a bunch, right? We talked about customer-facing plans, the connected customer, uh, and we kind of parsed out what this can actually look like at the the tactical level of of HubSpot. So uh, a ton here. Sounds like there's a playbook where folks can go and and learn more, Uh, but incredibly insightful. So thanks for coming on.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Uh,
0: So that's it for this episode. Uh, And thank you all for listening to another episode of Agency Unfiltered.